1: This episode is marked for sensitive content. Check content warnings in the episode description before listening. This week on The Breakup Breakdown. So she wants
0: to be on my health insurance. And she starts telling me about, like, getting into a domestic partnership. I'm like, I don't really know what that is. I knew I couldn't have kids with her. I knew I couldn't marry her. And I start saying, as long as it isn't marriage. She's like, no, 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 no. So I'm finally like, all right, we'll do it. The governor of California is getting our paperwork that's tying us legally together. And I'm like, la di da like trying to figure out
1: how to break up with her all right we've got two people on two completely opposite ends of the spectrum here one who's basically ready for marriage and the other that thinks they want out of the relationship so you know what why not meet in the middle with a domestic partnership hey what's up it's abby from the breakup breakdown thanks so much for tuning in to another episode hey if you're new here This is the podcast that dives a little deeper into breakups that you want to know more about. Like it could be something you've seen on TikTok, maybe it's your own breakup story, or maybe you want to get a little nosy and ask that girl you went to high school with why she deleted her engagement photos out of nowhere. Whatever it is, you know we love hearing the story, but also getting some good lessons along the way and even hearing some professionals takes on it. If you've got a suggestion for the podcast, be sure to head down to the episode description. You can submit your tip there. And if you want to jump to a certain part of the interview, you can always find timestamps in the episode description hey heartbreakers welcome back to another episode of the breakup breakdown thank you for tuning in So this week, we've got a submission from TikTok about somebody who says they accidentally got married, which, okay, I immediately have questions. But before we get into that, I wanna let you know what domestic violence shelter we're giving a shout out for this week. We do this every single week just to raise more awareness. And hey, if you feel like supporting, you can find all the resources on how you can do that in the episode description. This week, we're giving a shout out to the Family Safety Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They provide emergency protective orders for victims of domestic violence. They have resources for the kids who are exposed to that kind of treatment. They offer forensic medical assistance to victims of domestic violence, legal support, and they also ensure domestic violence perpetrators are prosecuted, which we always love justice getting served. So if you want to check out all that information, head to the episode description. Okay, so on to this week's story. So I got tagged in this video on the TikTok and some of my favorite stories have come from TikTok because you always just find like these little hidden gems of people who are just like, screw it, I'm ready to tell my story and. This one came from that stitch that people have been doing with Susie, the girl who's like, call me crazy if you want, but I've never like store-bought pesto. And she stitched it with her crazy breakup story. And this is part of what she said. Susie,
2: this crazy probably isn't gonna top yours. But um, one time I accidentally got married and didn't know it. So I was dating my ex for a few years and unfortunately pretty abusive relationship. We were gonna move. Okay, so for months beforehand, she was like prepping me, asking to get on She wanted to get on my insurance. She wanted to save money. And she was telling me about, like, a domestic partnership and how it's so easy to get on because we were a same-sex couple. And it, like, wasn't that big of a deal legally. Um, And you could just call to end it. I don't know who I thought you could call. But I was, like... 23 give me a break. And so I finally relented and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I signed the papers. Um and then I was finally going to leave her after we had moved and after of course I had signed the paperwork just to find out after um I called my dad and he looked into it cuz I called my parents and I told them like, oh, this relationship was really bad and my dad looked into it and he was like, yeah, uh unfortunately, you in the eyes of the state of California for all intents and purposes like you're married.
1: Okay, you know what this kind of reminds me of, and obviously this is like a very, very tame example, but do you remember in like middle school when Facebook came out, and obviously I'm kind of speaking specifically to my generation, but you would get in a civil union on Facebook with someone... (laughs) And none of us knew what it meant. We're like, oh, yeah, this is my best friend. And it's kind of funny to put that we're in a civil union, knowing nothing about what it was. I kind of feel like this is the very adult situation of that with very adult consequences, because I'm going to be totally real with you. I have no idea what a domestic partnership is. I don't know how it differs from marriage. I don't know what the benefits are, why you would choose it. So hearing about how this person accidentally gets married makes me think that a domestic partnership is basically just marriage or it has the same legal consequences of it. So I'm dying to hear about why any of this seemed like a remotely good idea and get all the details when we break down this week's breakup. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is what I've been talking about in therapy recently. Sometimes it just feels like there are just simply not enough hours in the day. And if you had one more hour to do something for you, what would you do? Your knee jerk reaction like me would be to do something somewhat productive. You probably need therapy also like me. I spend a lot of time shoving my emotions and feelings down because honestly, I don't like feeling uncomfortable with all those negative emotions. And therapy has been a helpful tool for me to stop doing that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-U-B-D to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash B-U-B-D to get 10% 10% off your first month. Better help. H-E-L-P dot com slash B-U-B-D. You know what's really awkward? talking about sex on an ad read you know your family's listening to but you know it's even more awkward having bad sex and you know what if you want to start having better sex immediately the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and you can get free shipping which includes rush processing so you can start having that better sex asap and that's not all when you select your one item you'll also get a free sex kit that includes an item for him a special toy for her and something we know you will both enjoy. Better sex is just a click away. That's 50% off one item, a three item sex kit, six free movies, free shipping with rush processing, and free shipping with rush processing. Just go to admineve.com, select any one item and enter offer code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at Eve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast. So be sure to use this code. That's code Abby.
2: She was really like driven loved to
0: travel like i did and we just kind of had like similar goals Mm -hmm. Um, and she also had like this big family i was missing my family so that was like kind of a really cool big piece too that like her family just like totally welcomed me and my parents didn't know that i was queer yet the guy i was dating love of my life we dated in high school to college i knew he was the first person i told i i knew i was bi Um, when I was like eight well I really feel like I knew when I was like 14 but then I was like shove that down so when I was 18 I came out he knew my friends in college knew but your family did not my family did not know my parents were like pretty um really really just like homophobic I was super scared to come out
1: religious reasons Uh, not not super I think it was just like a
0: plain ignorance of it but like they had like and like my older brother was like such this like tough guy you know so they had like made not so subtle comments about how like being gay equals being equals bad gay equal bad and being bi is like not even real Mm. so that's what i was dealing with on the home front Gotcha. Okay. But we broke up. It was a combination of things. Like, I knew I was moving. I got this new job. I also, like, did want to date women. I was like, you know, like, we're 22. Like, I need to figure this fish out. So I always knew I was bi. And then actually, when I was dating my ex, through a combination of, like, she was abusive and not super great and didn't have great thoughts about bi people. And it just like kind of overall being easier. Like some people come out as bi as like a stepping stone to being gay. That's there's like this, it's a false narrative for sure. Um, I did the opposite. I came out. I just like balls to the wall, rainbow flags, mom and dad, I'm a lesbian. And they were like, we're going to spend the rest of our lives making it up to you. We love you so much. They wrote me letters. They immediately like bought, they bought rainbow t-shirts and met my girlfriend, loved her like the absolute. I, could have ne- I couldn't have dreamed of a better way of being received of coming out. Okay, allies. I know, truly, truly. My dad like still like posts gay memes on Facebook, and they're phenomenal. Um, so I was worried for really no reason. Luckily, um, but yeah, So it was so it was complicated for many reasons why I started dating her because she was one of the first women I was really ever dating and was considering being serious about. And before I was out to my family and I got this fabulous reaction, her parents like, flew a pride flag on their house. They were so welcoming. And it was just like this environment of like, oh my God, I'm normal, I'm accepted, I'm loved, and I can like come into this family. And I don't know how my family's gonna react, but at least like these these people accept me and like validate me. Um, so that, that was like a huge part, I think, of like us starting to date. And then there were for sure signs super early on that she was not a nice person. Um
1: yeah talk to me about like, some of the first signs that you noticed. Yeah. It was it was like a really weird thing.
0: Um we she was over my apartment and the next day so we we like you've heard about like lesbians you walling. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. So we didn't like yeah right I mean the internet exists. Yeah. So and also like I was like spending the holidays alone for the first time. She had invited me to to her parents house on, was it Christmas or Christmas Eve? I was gonna go, like I was a new grad nurse. I had I had to go after work. So I was gonna go after work. And she was over the night before, she stayed over and then she was gonna go home and I was gonna come there later. Mm-hmm. Um, And we were like making out, whatever. And my nose ring, I had just gotten, like, my outer nose, nostril pierced, and I had a stud, and it was one of those kind of longer ones because they, like, want to have space for swelling, whatever. She, it, like, just pulled in just the right way that, like, the edge of it just just caught her nose. Like, one of those, like, awkward things. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, And she blipped. She, like, it was, like – i will never forget it because it's like somebody flipped a switch she was screaming at me she was like all all sorts of like colorful i'm a fucking bitch don't come to her family's house for christmas how could i do that and i was just like literally sitting there like is she doing a little bit is she joking like there's you can't react like that that's nuts and I quickly realized that no no she was super serious and she was super fucking pissed and so I'm like apologizing suddenly for this thing that like I had no control over like Sorry, it's not like it. She was like bleeding. I didn't draw blood or like it stabbed her in the eye. Like it caught her her the edge of her
1: nose. So I was like, uh oh. So she disinvites you from Christmas and you had to spend the holiday alone. Well, she did reinvite me the next day. What did she say? Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah, that night she was like trying to leave, and I was just like, um, like let's just like go to bed. I'm gonna get up for work in the morning, and she was just like, like went to fucking bed, didn't talk to me, and I was like okay that's that's an approach to take and then the next day yeah texted me like i'm so sorry i really want you to meet my family like it just hurt and i i reacted badly and like I have all the empathy in the world. I see people in pain every day for a living. So like, totally get it. You have a, the pain tolerance of a fucking ant. no problem. So I, I like went to Christmas and like things like that just kind of kept happening where she would like lose it at the drop of a hat on something that was just like so random and so not worth losing her marbles.
1: Yeah. So she had a short time Um,
0: telling me. Super. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and you could never predict. I was walking on eggshells a lot of that relationship. I could never predict one day that one thing would make her mad and the next day it didn't. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, you know, she would scream in my face because I didn't want to wake up on my day off and drive her into work and leave and go to her parents' house and slam the door because I didn't do her laundry one day. Like it was just like this constant, constant roller coaster. And I like felt like I was responsible for making her love me, making her happy. I wanted to be loved. Like I wanted to be in a good relationship. I missed my family a lot. I missed my ex-boyfriend. but I didn't like it felt like I can't go back. Like I can't just move back home and tell everybody like what uh, i'm from a small town oh i i couldn't hack it like out of out of our town like i i just felt so all this like false pressure to yeah. stay in the relationship then it was just the yo-yo of like loser shit on me and then be super super nice and then like back and forth and back and forth. That went on pretty much all the relationship. I I, I almost left her a couple times. <laughs> One time when I was getting right a lever, I did in fact get into an accident with a semi on the highway. Yeah, it was not great. And so this like semi truck, like a moving truck, pulled out and was like gonna try to make like go across and make a left. I don't even know if you could make a left there, like right in front of me. I like stood on the brakes and there. I just like knew my. Like my thought was like oh my god I'm going to (laughs) crash because like there was no there was really no time and then all the cars behind me like were oh my god I can't believe you pulled out so that made me I was like okay I wasn't going like a hundred and being an idiot so then I like had this concussion that was a traumatic brain injury I needed to be out of work I like had to be in a dark room for a month I couldn't look at screens or read and like I threw up anytime I did either of those I had a broken arm that they were like going back and forth do you need surgery to repair and this also kind of is like turns out it was like a great recipe for somebody who's abusive because she used because like I would I couldn't like I couldn't drive and even when I could like I would get lost in my neighborhood I was overwhelmed by the grocery store so she would like say really mean things to me and then tell me oh no that's just that's your concussion I didn't say that that didn't happen and I was like okay
1: yeah this injury keeps you from breaking up with her and then also it exacerbates what was already happening in your relationship right exactly and then as I start like
0: like my brain starts getting better i'm like i can go back to work i still have this broken arm and i'm like what am i gonna do pack with one arm what am i gonna do i hadn't told my friends i hadn't told my family like nobody ever thought she's happy she's out of closet awesome not the case so i get in that accident and then <laughs> a few months later this is not a great year of my life i was ready to leave her again sad tragic like i don't mean to at all make this sound like a joke my older brother died one day he's here one day he's gone and i was like fuck she comes with me back to My parents' house, like my childhood bedroom for the funeral and the wake and stayed with me for a week along with my two best, best friends. They both were living in different states, flew back, told the bosses like, I need a week off, came back and we're all with me. Um, And she even at that time was like, like pissed that my ex-boyfriend came, mad at all the people talking to me. A couple of my ex-boyfriends showed up actually, one of them who was really not a nice person to me and I had a freak out about it and then she got mad at me. So even in the worst circumstance of my life, She was unkind to me, to put it like pretty... Nicely, I think like, this happens again and again, and then finally I'm like, okay, I can leave her. We're gonna move. She was like, yes, absolutely. She starts looking at schools. My best friend of my whole life is living there, and I was like, okay, I'll get in your herd. Like, I'll get help. Like, I'm, I'm gonna start thinking about a plan. And that was in the back of my head, and I'm like going back and forth between that and like also like oh like maybe she is gonna change. And she starts telling me about like getting into a domestic partnership as we're like thinking about moving, and I'm like I don't really know what that is.
1: Also, but- don't- do you want to break up with her at this point? The thought of getting any kind of legal... Right, right. Any, any, any kind of legal schmeagle is like probably not the best idea. Question, and if yeah. you want to break up with her, why is she moving with you to San Diego?
0: I think it's something that like you kind of have to be in to truly understand this situation, like in any type of abusive relationship. But she didn't know that I wanted to break up with her. I was incredibly fearful of how she would react, what she would do. So I was really like very, very like not even at the planning stages yet. Just like able to have some thoughts of this. This is not a healthy relationship. This is not going to be good for me long term. And I knew like every day it was like, I can't, I can't do it today. Like, what, what am I going to do? I can't do it today. But I knew I knew I couldn't have kids with her. I knew I couldn't marry her. That like kept coming up, even at the times when I was like, oh, maybe she'll change. I was like, but I, but I can't have a life with you. And I know I can't. So yes. So she's planning on moving with me. I'm planning on her moving with me, trying to think it'll get better, but also really deep down inside knowing I'm going to be near my best friend and she'll be able to help me and I can tell her what's going on and I can have somebody to go to. That was my side of things that she definitely never, never knew I was thinking. And so she started talking like months and months in advance because it like became real, right? That we were, we were actually going to move. She applied to grad school and I started looking at jobs, and she started talking more and more about this domestic partnership. Why is she bringing it up? Like she wants- Yeah, so she wants to be on my health insurance. She wants to not have to pay for her health insurance, even though I'm pretty sure like school offered it. I'm a nurse, I've always worked in hospitals, I've always had been really fortunate and had pretty great health insurance. So that is the only reason she's bringing up the domestic partnership. Gotcha. And and she says that, and she's like, it's an easy way for me to get on your insurance.
1: And what's your reaction to this? You're thinking, "Well, hell no." To that. Right. No. Right. <laughs> no. I'm trying to get rid of your ass, not get
0: you on my health insurance. Right. Right. So my reaction in my head I'm like, "Uh-oh." And to her I'm like, "Um, I really don't want to get married. Like that's like like that's a pretty big deal to me. I do want to get married one day, but I, you know, I want to have a wedding, I want my parents to be there. Like, I don't want to get into, into anything that's like a marriage. And I just keep saying, it. I'm like, I don't want it to be a legal tying of this. Like, I I really don't want to do that in this way. I don't, what, what I'm not, the end of that sentence I'm not saying is with you. I don't want to tie myself legally to you. But I say to her, I, you know, marriage is really important to me as, as long, and I start saying, as long as it isn't marriage. She like starts windling me down, we're talking about for so long. As long as it isn't marriage, She's like, no, 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 no. I've been looking it up. I've been looking into it for months. No, you can just like, you just sign a paper, you get it notarized. And then, you know, if you want to end it, you just call. And also, like, I will absolutely give the caveat that I was a little dumb on top of like her being really savvy and manipulative. I was like, oh, you just call. Like, call who? Who did I think? I don't know. The governor of California? I have no idea. So I'm finally like, all right, we'll do it. Let's just go sign and do it. And so we go to like a bank where there's a notary. This is after we moved to, to California for context of where, where I physically geographically am. We go to a bank, the notary signs it. And then you like send it into the state. And I'm like, awesome. And then I also started looking at health insurance costs when you have like you and a spouse on it. And I was like, ew, that's expensive. And I brought that up to her and she absolutely flipped the lid. Like she was like, well, of course, it's going to cost more. Like, blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. What do you mean? And I was like, oh, that's a lot. That's a lot more. Like, that's more than double. Is she going to pay for her half of the health insurance? What's going on here? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think she was. I can't remember completely, but I, like,
0: I remember having this, like, visceral, like, oh, my God, that's a lot. But it even... Even if it was just my half, it would have increased significantly from me just getting health insurance for myself. Gotcha. Okay. So I I, that I'm a little murky on. But I know that I was like trying to have red flags, trying to have a coherent thought about that this is a bad idea. And that was one of the things I came down on. Oh, it's a lot more expensive. That was after we sent it in also. I start looking at any, could I have looked at any goddamn thing before? No, like the papers are signed, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. The governor of California is getting our paperwork that's tying us legally together, and I'm like la da, like trying to figure out how to break up with her. And then I also like wasn't a big deal, wasn't a big deal, wasn't a big deal. And then it the like certificate came in the me in the meal in the mail. And I did like clock a little bit of a weird thing because I put it into my binder of like important documents because I was like, this bitch is not going to have this. Like, I, I, I don't know why I need to have this. like And she had this weird reaction of like, you're not going to frame it. And I was like, why would I frame something we did for health insurance? It was more serious than than just health insurance.
1: When you signed the papers, did you have to do anything like I take the ex-girlfriend? Oh, no.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. That detail is important. It's much easier, in California at least, because I think it's state by state, to get into a domestic partnership if you are in a queer, same-sex relationship. I think there are stipulations, depending on the state, of like, if you're a heterosexual presenting man and woman couple, you have to like have been together for 10 years. You have to live together. You have to have shared like property like it's I don't know why it doesn't translate like they were trying to give the gays something and they were like here enter into legal matrimony together easily and fuck your life up it was just it was just it was so simple there were no vows. There was no not. It was literally in the lobby of a bank with a with a guy who was a notary. Like I registered nothing of it being serious.
1: That might be the most un-gay thing California has ever done. Like what gay on want a rager when they get legally bound? That them? is
0: so valid. Somebody needs to call the governor of California and ask him what the deal is. Yeah. What the fuck? Where is your
1: allyship? Don't you know they want yeah. give me a rainbow flag at least Uh, Um, what the hell they're like telling the straighties to say fuck off go spend 100k right right. they're like they're like we're trying to be allies we're just doing it really wrong (laughs) what i'm getting here is that it sounds like this domestic partnership is literally just marriage except it's just so easy to get you've got it and
0: i didn't get that I didn't get that for so long until I had literally already broken up with her. I showed up at my best friend's door, i had told her like a little bit like the night before that i was maybe not in a great relationship and then i show up sobbing at her door with my cat how did you break up with her oh oh, oh okay you're right you're right i'm skipping ahead um, this is- so <laughs> break up breakdown let's go. this is you're right let's let's get let's get it don't get it twisted <laughs> let me back up i was planning on it we sent in the form for the domestic partnership we get it back she's mad that i'm not putting it in a frame i'm like that's kind of weird It was like just a random day of the week and I hadn't started my new job yet. And she was at school or work or whatever and, and came home to our apartment that we shared with two other girls that we had just moved into a few weeks prior. They each had a room. We had like the big master guest room and we're splitting it. And I was just like, I had like put really important shit in my car already So I like prepared for her to like absolutely lose it and like start ripping my things up or whatever, you know, like she was very hard to predict. So she comes home and I was just like, I've got to talk to you. And I start telling her, you know, like, this really isn't going to work anymore. Like, I'm I'm just not happy. This relationship, you know, just, it's not for me. Like, I don't think we're, like, going in the same direction in life. I want to get out of this relationship easily, right? I don't want to set her off. I don't want her to scream. I don't want her to lose it, which was an unrealistic approach, but it's still what I wanted. And so she obviously starts crying and, you know, telling me that she's going to change. She really wants to be with me. All the things that she said before... Uh, whenever I had brought up any qualms, any issues in our relationship, when I had the courage to, she would she would do this exact song and dance. I'm so sorry, cry. She loves me, blah blah blah. And she <laughs> goes so far as to I I actually saw a few days prior we were at a farmers market and I saw this very thin gold band and I was like you know what you say to like somebody you're dating or maybe you don't maybe I'm nuts that's like the kind of wedding band I want that's the kind of engagement ring I want so I I'd seen it, I was like oh that's like I think that's why I've told you. Like, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, a thin gold band. I feel like as a wedding band would be really cool because then at work, I don't have to worry about the, about, like, things catching, and I could at least wear that. It's really subtle and cute. So I'd made that offhanded comment at a farmer's market at, like, probably a $20 piece of jewelry. But just an example. We're in the middle of the, of me trying to break up with it, and she literally pulls out that ring that she went back to at the farmer's market and was going to propose to me with. I was like um many thoughts. what the fuck do you mean you were gonna propose to me like we things have been like noticeably a little rocky i was like i'm i really can't like i'm so sorry and i'm still talking to her and i'm like you know i should just i should just walk out the door but i feel so bad she actually she she did me such a huge favor because she said the one thing that made me walk away and walk away forever she said, it was almost exactly the year anniversary from when my older brother had died. And she said, this isn't what your brother would have wanted. I wanted to be his sister-in-law. He would be so sad, he really loved me. And I was just like, you don't get to talk about him. Nope, you don't get to say his name, I'm done. I turned around, I picked up my cat and I walked out the door. Hell yeah, girlfriend, she's cheering you Oh, on. hell yeah. yeah, yeah, me and my cat, yeah. I was like, and I just like, like everybody, I used to be like a total atheist too, but I just like, since my brother died, my view on spirituality and such has changed. Like, that is such a moment that I like felt his hands on my back just being like, go, go, don't look back. So I leave, we we finally do the breakup. Now I show up at my best friend's house with my cat, crying. And she was like, all right, yep, come on in, move on in, yep, you can live with us. And then... I call my parents and I, you know, start to tell them I broke up with my girlfriend, ex, and they were kind of like pretty surprised. they were like, we thought she was really nice, you know, like what happened? And I start I just start I just start telling them I just start telling them how, like how poorly she treated me. How long I'd wanted to leave her, how scared I was of her. I, it just like all starts coming out and they're like, okay, all right, okay, you're with, you're with my best friend. And they've known because we grew up together. Whatever we can do, we're here. We're on board. And I, I don't know if it was that conversation or like the next couple of days, I, t- I tell my dad about the domestic partnership. And I think I mentioned it like, I was like, oh, I have to like figure out how to end that. Like, oh, my God, like. She's being such a pain in the ass. I have to go talk to her about like moving out. And the moving out was a much bigger thought on my mind. So like the domestic partnership, I was like, okay, yeah. And my dad called me back later that same day because he is a knowledgeable man and um, not a complete idiot. And he looked into what a domestic partnership in California entails. And he had to break it to me. He's like, I have some pretty bad news. And I was like, awesome. This is a good time for bad news. So just lay it on. Things can't get worse. And he was like, well, legally in California, California, A domestic partnership is equivalent to marriage. And I was like, "Nope, nope. That can't be right. because I signed a form in a bank. Dad didn't see any vows. like, I can just call and he was like this is probably like the moment like like most disappointing he wasn't me in my whole life because it was just so stupid and until that point like I had done a lot of super dumb, dumb things that my parents knew about so he's like no Shannon like no that's for some reason California was just really trying hard to be an ally and it it made it it made it equivalent to marriage and I was like that's good so he starts looking into how to end it. And there is like the caveat that it's the same as like legal standing, whatever um, as marriage, but you can end it the same way you started it. You can end it. If you both sign a notarized form, if you don't do that, you have to get a divorce attorney and go to court. So this is your one opportunity. You can sign this and you can get out of it. And I just knew I just knew she wasn't going to do that. I tried it because how do you not, right? How do you take the divorce attorney route first? I tried. I went to the notary. I made an appointment. I made a separate appointment for her. I paid the notary to go to our old apartment, her apartment. I paid the notary to meet her at school. She ditched. She bailed every single time. And I knew she was going to hold this over me. I just, it was, it was her last, last little grip of power and I was just like you know what we're just we're gonna we're gonna get a divorce lawyer we're just gonna do it because she doesn't have this anymore I don't I don't care how much goddamn money it is we're getting it we're getting a divorce lawyer because she can't have this she can't have me she's not in control of me anymore I am so I get a divorce attorney who's also a queer woman hell yeah she was super beautiful and I resisted hitting on her because that probably happens to her a lot it's just... a divorce attorney so there's right she like of all people who like know how things like can go salad. I was like, yeah, maybe not. I told my best friend, she was like, leave that one. Let's just leave that one alone. I was like, okay, you're right. I'm like, you know, tell I tell her the whole story and she's like, Yep, great. Here's the deal. We have to file. She's like so expensive. Like I have to put a deposit down of like eight grand or something into an account for her. Oh yeah, up front. And then she like pulls from that and she's like, any email, any phone call, anything. And she does tell me up front, like, if you're gonna contact me, have a list of things and try to have things all together because I will I I will bill you. For every second of my time, I what was like, fuck? "Is it like a
1: hundred dollars in emails? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was something. It was something like actually that. It was. It was insane. I don't remember exact hourly rate, but I remember it was an. It was eight grand upfront. I was like, "Good. Yep. Okay. I've got that." You know. Here here you go and then she starts doing the work of going about getting us divorced and there were there were options because people have always said like couldn't you get an annulment like at this point when, when our relationship had ended the uh, domestic partnership lasted less than two weeks i could have gone for an annulment but that process would have involved me testifying in court me proving her abuse to me and that just and my divorce attorney was she was pretty honest she was like did did anybody know did you tell anybody i was like no no She was like, how'd she act around other people? I was like, really nice to me, really kind. Nobody had any inkling. She was like, so that is a possibility if you really want to do it, but it's probably a losing possibility. I said, yep, no, let's, I'd rather minimize. I don't care how much money I have to pay. I don't want to see her. I want to minimize the amount of times I ever have to see her again. So she gets that in the works, starts filing whatever they do for so much money. She starts doing that. I find an apartment to live in by myself because I'm I'm living in my best friend's guest bedroom. So kind of her and her now fiance, who I love so dearly, to let me live there. But they have a pit bull, my nephew, um, who kind of wanted to eat my cat. Like he just he's not a big cat guy, and so the you know the situation of me and my cat living in the guest bedroom couldn't last forever. So I, I find an apartment. I you know and I go to my landlord where I lived with my ex and I'm like, okay, I wanna break the lease. I looked in the contract, uh the rental agreement, whatever. Uh it's it's eight grand to break the lease. I'm prepared to pay that. And he was like, You can't break the lease. And I was like, yes I can if I pay this money. And he was like, no, all parties, everybody in that apartment has to agree to break the lease. You cannot break the lease on your own. And I was like, awesome. You know who's not going to do that? My ex-girlfriend who is holding on to any bit of power. I like was in this guy's office a handful of times. He was really kind. It definitely felt super bad for me, but his hands were just tied. He was like, there is nothing I can do. Like if they don't all agree to break it, I I can't get you off of the lease. And I meet with my old roommates and my ex to try to discuss that. Because originally, when we had broken up in a few days prior, I said, I, you can choose. I will keep the apartment because I I could afford to take on her half of the rent for our room. So that the roommates didn't have any extra costs. They were also going to grad school. Their parents were super wealthy, but they were also going to grad school. And like that, that's not their problem. They took a gamble moving in with a the couple they didn't know. We're not we're not going to fuck them over. And she had agreed to that originally and then she very quickly changed her mind. But she didn't want to pay my half. She wanted me to pay while I didn't live there. And so I met with them, I met with her with my old roommates and they were just like, "Yeah, you you have to pay." And I was like, "I do not live here." And I was very much willing to pay if I was the one staying, but I'm I'm not. And I didn't tell i like i like kept my new address a secret i didn't i didn't tell that apartment where i had moved i like i was the i just was like an incognito person like i was in like the witness protection program for like the following year because i i didn't want i didn't want her to find me i didn't want any legal ramifications i met with a um rental like lawyer and he he was really nice. And he was kind of just like, I mean, you're all legally liable for rent. And I was like, right. And he said, so you're all liable. I was like, I don't know what you're telling me. And he's like, what, do you want to take a gamble? Like, how well do you know this person? I was like, it's my ex-girlfriend, oh, I know her. And he was like, well, the first of the months coming up, don't pay, see what they do. And I was like, that's crazy. Um, okay. So first came around. I didn't pay. They start texting me. They start reaching out to me. And I just say, we are all legally lying for the rent. Meaning I'm willing to take the hit. I'm taking a gamble that the three of you are not willing to take the hit. And you know what? If anybody gets evicted, I already have a new house. I'm not getting evicted. They were pissed. <laughs> Which, yeah, I get. But they paid it. Oh, they did. Oh, God. Okay. They paid it. Yep. Who paid your half? Um, I think it was all she, of course, she wouldn't have done that. They all split it. Mm-hmm. So their rent ended up going up when I wasn't going to do that to them. Uh-huh. She never found me. She never, she never learned my new address. I did in this process, get a will and designate my best friend as my healthcare proxy. And I had to like put into the will that, because of course, during this time, the pandemic had hit. So that delayed my divorce. So I got a will because she was still my legal partner who I was separated from, who I knew was not a good person and didn't always have like the best intentions for me, but now definitely didn't. So if anything had happened to me, which is in the forefront of my mind, cause my brother just died in like a horrible accident. So if anything happened to me, the person who has control and say over me is her. Terrifying thought, terrifying. So I like also like pay, kind of expensive. I, like, pay to get a will. I do all these things. It says in my will that she's my partner, but she is not to be, like, gone to for, like, medical decisions and, like, all this drama. And then it was eight or nine months later of a process that I I finally got word that the divorce went through I know I went and like I literally went and had a pizza and drank by myself on the beach until like sunset and just like rejoiced and took a deep breath because it was a really bad
1: breakup I have boxes that I put breakups into really bad I don't know that I would put yours into um horrible traumatizing miserable right bank account draining those are all labels oh oh yeah Like, cumulatively, too, it was
0: around 15 grand. Like, when you count, like, moving expenses, attorneys, the things that she had taken from me, it just all got very expensive very quickly. But to this day, I still say that's the best money I ever spent. I would spend it all over again. To get away from her, be be untied from her, and be able to have my life as I want to, like,
1: best money I've absolutely ever spent. Well, good for you. Well, let's talk about the money. On therapy. Have you gone to therapy to deal with? Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, I
0: I love therapy. I was going to therapy before I met her. Definitely going to therapy since my boyfriend is truly like one of the most thoughtful and kind people on the planet. And I find myself being like, Oh my God, he's gonna freak out that I use the last of his milk in my cereal. And then I tell him, and he's like, Are you? Did you want me to get more milk? Like, what's And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. I just need, like, continuous reminders that he's not going to lose his marbles on me. I was actually, like, and I've talked to my therapist. I was pretty nervous about, like, doing this just because there's, there's nothing else in my life that has the ability to reach her. She's never heard my side of things. I never talked to her again. I blocked her and all of her family. Um, and I've been telling people for sure over the years because when you say you accidentally got married and you didn't know it, you have to give the backstory for fear of sounding like a complete idiot. Um, So I I give like the little tidbit backstory and people always want to know more. And I'm like, you know, it's just things happened. Um, But this is, this was like, you know, this is me just like continuing to reclaim like my truth, my story. This is how things happened. And I've like grown so much from it. I still will continue to work on it. Um, Her and all the things that happened in my life around that time um, ther- my shout out to Andrea my therapist she's amazing we have come a long way still more to go but uh yeah traumatizing traumatizing is for sure the category
1: so what are some of the things that you've worked through with andrea on this like how did you broach the subject with her so i i like i'm one of those people that you know it's like wow it's like no it's
0: totally cool that you like told me your trauma but you made it sound like a stand-up like that cool it was kind of weird so i just kind of approached her like i was like so honestly i just feel like i feel like i gotta i gotta catch you up and i was just like staying away from dating staying away from everybody kind of just like still in the shock of it all so i just like hit it from the top i was like all right all right, girly, we're going to have to, I know we're going to have to go through this in more detail, but here's the gist. And she was like, Okay, she she definitely like I I I love her so dearly. She definitely um cried because she just like felt so bad for me. And that I was like, am I winning therapy? If you reach that point, I don't know. Yeah, why is um, it look
1: like an accomplishment when you can make your therapist cry? Right. I yeah. Right. I was like, this is a new level on the therapy game. By the way, when oh, you sorry. told her your story and what happened with your ex, did she categorize this as emotional abuse? How did she? It's Definitely emotional abuse. She for sure confirms
0: that um everybody loves to use the word gaslight and i also still do um but definitely like a lot of gaslighting a lot of manipulation especially around that time of after my accident like true definition of gaslight is like doing something unhinged and then saying i didn't do that you're crazy and that was like a pretty constant throughout the relationship really i've I've spent. I spent a while working through, even being able to go on dates again. I tried to go on a second date with a guy at some point and just like broke down in my car crying because I was, ju- I was just so afraid. I was so afraid to meet somebody and then do this to me again. And I would have rather like not been with anybody than to have gone through this again. So I, it, was, it was a lot of fear, a lot of talking about things. My friends, my family stayed by my side, like so fiercely through all of this and after. And when I started dating people, like any date I went on, I basically recounted the entire thing to be like, is any of that concerning? Does that sound scary? Do you think they're like abusive? Because I, I it really felt in a I was in a place of like, I can't trust myself. I I have a feeling of what at what point it went wrong in that relationship, but it went so wrong and I stayed for so long that I don't know that I have the capability to make decisions for myself in relationships. So I was in a really like I was I was in a really delicate place for a long time, and I just I just didn't date. I just stayed away from dating, and it was really healing for me to do that because I was like, what am I going to date for? I'm going to push myself for what? Like for for what benefit? Then. You know, uh, fortunately for me, my ex-boyfriend, who I missed for all of the years we were apart, um, and that of note, this ex of mine, she did bring up and have inklings that I still had feelings for my ex-boyfriend. And I was like, no, yes, yes, I do. You're right. Um, And him and the person he was dating, they broke up and we like got coffee, reconnected and really the rest is history like we we live together now like i'm in our apartment together like i'd always said when i was younger and like it's it's true this day like he's the person i'm gonna marry he's so kind so understanding and like really really like loves me through all of this and he doesn't get it but he sure as shit tries
1: why did you guys break up the first
0: time i got i had gotten a job i wanted to move away from where we grew up we really this is really round three we dated in high school for a couple of weeks then we broke up then we did end of high school all throughout college. Um, and then we broke up at the end of college because I was moving. I had gotten this really great job opportunity and I really wanted to move. And he had like, he, he'd even gone and looked at places with me and I just knew he didn't want to. I just like knew in my gut that he he would have went with me and and he didn't want to, but he would have. He would have he gone with me if it had made me happy. And I was like, I can't live with doing that to you. And so it was uh, like really like I broke up with him and like broke both of our hearts because I knew I didn't want him to resent me. I didn't want to like take his life like we we were so young. He didn't have to like move away from his friends and his family like I want to do that. But that doesn't mean that he wanted to do that. And like I knew I knew he would have. Yeah, we 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 broke up and uh, definitely as soon as I broke up. With this ex-girlfriend, I was, I saw him, like, within a week. Um, He wasn't ready to date me at that time, which is fair. He was dating somebody else. I was hot mess express. I should not have been trying to date anybody, but I just, like, knew that he, like, he's just, like, always been, like, so corny, but, like, he, like, feels like home. Like, I just knew, like, I need to find a way to get back to him, and he luckily for both of us like held really strong boundaries was like i'm in a relationship i'm happy i care about you i want you to be okay but like i'm i'm not doing this mm. and i was like oh that's 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 not great so i dated a little bit but really then it was another two years two and a half years of me like still being like he's the one for me mm, if i go on to date with somebody mm, they're not him Mm. And talking to my parents, they were so sick of hearing his name. I think because it was just like I, I didn't, I didn't want to marry anybody else. I didn't want to be with anybody else. Um, and the universe finally gave me, gave me a nice gift instead of all the other shit it'd been giving me. And uh, he, he was single. I was single. We both missed each other during that time, and we were like, let's fucking let's give this a go one more time.
1: And third time so far is the charm. Yay! Well, before yeah. you went back with him, when you were dating all those other randos, how did you learn yeah. to trust yourself again? Like if you did go on like a second or third date, yeah. how did you learn yeah. to you like you trust yourself again?
0: It was, it was really hard. There, there, there were a couple, um, guys I went on. So it's, it's interesting too, because it was like, she almost like pushed me away from dating women. Um, and I re came out actually after I broke up with her to my family, really, cause well, and we came out to my friends um, that I was bi. I was, I was, I've really always been bi. And my parents were just like, we don't care at this point. You can stop coming out. Like that's, and my mom was like, the next person you date is going to be a girl or a boy. I was like, that is t- too soon to tell. I don't know. And she was like, great. Got it. Okay. That, yep. Got it. Whomever. Yeah. Dated men after I dated her, because it was just like, I think that was like an association even though, like, I literally love women, women are amazing, but there was was just, like, some still, like, fear in me, Um, and it was a process of, like, I really been so lucky to have, like, the friends I've had in my life, because they listened to me recount most every interaction, (laughs) date, anything, and, like, Really like quell my fears. I talked to my therapist about it and it was, ju- it was just like a process of doing things I was scared of, making decisions for myself and saying, nope, you can, you, you can trust yourself. And even like outside of the dating world, like making decisions for myself saying, I'm going to go back blonde. That's the color that grows out of my head and I'm sick of buying box dye and doing my hair in the bathroom and I need a change. I'm going to cut my hair short. It's never been short. but And and I'm going to go back blonde, which, yeah, is a decision to most people. But to me at that time, my life was a massive decision. It was like, I can I can trust myself. I can make choices for myself. I'm, I'm going to be OK. Like you made some mistakes and you got taken advantage of by an unkind person. But you're in charge of your life. Yeah, a lot of therapy, a lot of talk to my friends and family and some fucking
1: practice. Hell yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a great way of putting it. Like you can practice the kind of behaviors that you want to have in dating outside of romantic. Right. Like if you want to be the kind of person that has self-integrity and doing the things that you say that you're going to do, do that on a day-to-day basis. Right. And you know that those thought processes aren't going to change when somebody else is across the table from you at dinner.
0: Right. And like just like and and I think that that's like it's hard not to do in your early 20s is to just like feel like you need to morph to fit. Like, I really like this person. I want them to like me so bad. Like I went hiking with her. I hate hiking, hating. And so one of my things was when I started dating again, people asked me to go hiking. I was like, fuck, no. I hate the woods. No person should be in there. I don't wanna do that. And that was people were like, okay, a little aggressive, like i do don't have to go hiking. But it was like it was it was that. It was like taking a stand, making a say, and like knowing who I am was okay. People were gonna like it. Some people were gonna like it. And like a lot of people were not going to like it, but that's also fine because yeah. I don't like everybody I meet anyways.
1: No, well, you also have to scare away the wrong people. And I think that's the thing that people exactly. don't talk about in dating enough is that this is also like the covert narcissist in me. Like I want everyone to fall in love with me. No, like you got to send people running because you only want the select few. that are actually good for you to stick around. You don't want everybody.
0: Yeah. You don't want everybody to love you. You don't want everybody to want to date you. You want some people to be off put by you because that's who you are. And they don't, they don't like that. And you're strong in that. Mm -hmm. Like that is, that is, that is so true. Yeah. Every, everybody shouldn't love you. Everybody can't because you're not, you're probably not being true to yourself. 100%
1: well what are some of the other things you had to work through with your boyfriend once you guys got together like what were some Mm. of the triggers that you had to work through that he stuck stuck through oh yeah um
0: any silence between us um any like we we weren't living together but even like you know if I called him and I, I I was listening for like the change in tone of voice my therapist was saying my my amygdala was like still sounding the alarms of you could be in danger, you could be in danger, things could change at any point. So it was, I needed like pretty consistent reassurance. And I also didn't want to need reassurance. Like I knew, I I knew I needed it, but I also like, I couldn't rely on that because I wasn't gonna grow and I wasn't going to like be sure of myself in the long term. I couldn't just actually use him as a complete like crutch. So we talked so much. I, I still haven't told him all the details like this this story he knows but just like you know like things she said to me like intimate things that like really deeply hurt me that she said or did I tell him as I as I feel comfortable as I want to and he totally respects that but it it had to be a lot of like us talking about what things set me off what I feel like when I'm set off which which can just be me thinking that the tone in his voice changed and then thinking that he was going to scream at me for whatever my like whatever perceived wrong there was and and like his end, he had to do a lot of like work understanding like what that meant, because like he, he would be like, well, it must be me. I was like, but it's but it isn't. This isn't you. This is my brain going back for years and waiting for the other shoe to drop. We have talked a lot and I'm sure there are still like more things to come up and work through. But it's just been like a lot of open communication between us. A lot of, you know, I like get set off, and like I st- like still, like a couple months ago, I was like sobbing in the house because I don't, I don't know what he even did that I thought he was mad at me, and it turned into like just this uncontrollable fear, and I and and then I'm like crying, brushing my teeth, and he comes and looks at me, and he's like, crying, and I was like, "Yep, I'm fine though, I'm gonna be fine." And he was like, "Um, no, we're not doing that. Let's nope, we're gonna go sit down." And like giving me some time to like kind of kind of lose my shit every once in a while. It's not at all like a daily occurrence anymore, which is really great. but there's like you know a, there's a piece of her in my life and in my relationships that I, I wish wasn't there but you know I just like I, I just try to like talk to everybody about it. I like talk to my mom really openly about it. And my dad and like that, that has really helped me the most is just like telling people how I feel, what I went through, what it felt like and like making it making it real, Mm -hmm. you know, because so much of that felt like she was like trying to take away like my autonomy, my reality. There's been a lot of me just kind of like staking my claim on who I am and what I feel and how I perceive how all of that went down and um, you know I'm sure she has a different side to the story there are two sides to every breakup I, I know what I felt and what I experienced to be true um, and just continuing to tell myself that every day love myself like do the whole like affirmations in the mirror affirmations in the shower like yoga workout go to therapy talk about your feelings paint like all, all the things that you don't want to do when you don't feel happy and like your best self is just like a that I just have to do all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's so beautiful that not only do you have the courage to bring people into your healing process, but also your boyfriend and your family want to be a part of it too. Because like you mentioned earlier, if she's gaslighting you, she's quite literally altering your perspective of your reality. And so Mm -hmm. it's amazing that you have people that are going to keep you grounded in what's actually real and hold your hand through. It Sounds like it has been a pretty difficult process. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they're like you know they're my absolute rocks. I
0: I couldn't have gone through uh, the last few years without them. So yeah, it's it's a uh, been a learning and a growing process, and you know now is also kind of a little bit a little bit funny in the right light.
1: Well, when you mentioned that you kind of tell it like a stand up clip, I was like, Yeah, this girl has a little bit of a comedic background. But what yeah, what's some final words of wisdom that you would give anybody who's maybe in an abusive relationship or Mm -hmm. has just left something that's emotionally abusive? What would you want to tell that person?
0: Wow, I mean, go. Like just go. You already know. You you are you you know what you feel, you know what you're experiencing nobody's, nobody's going to give you the green light. And, um, I believe you
1: tune in on Thursday for a conversation I'm going to have with a mental health professional where we talk about what emotional abuse looks like in relationships, how you can deal with it. If the relationship is worth saving and if it's not how you can safely get yourself out of it, we're going to dive deeper into this conversation on the breakdown bonus episode. So I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.